Gibson hard. Tried to center. Gibson got his stick on that. Kulak. Cross ice. One timer. Try shuttle. And there's 50. He's got him. Welcome to episode 85 of the Fantasy Hockey Bros Podcast, presented by FanDuel. Sonny tries to roll off a hit from Mayo, got it to the point. Fowler floats it towards the net, redirected in front by Terry. Pamelka moves over, and they score on the lacrosse move! Segrist from behind the net. Pamelka trying to cover the bottom of the net, but he has no move for that. Healers <laughs> fires it back in. Now picked up by Marner. Looks ahead to Matthews. He's got the empty net. Matthews shoots, scores! Austin Matthews has stripped the goals for the first time in his career. Joe, we're here again, bud. Me and you. Just the two of us. We can make it if we try, just the two of us. I like, you know what? That song's perfect, because we can make it if we try. You know, we try to make it. We always about... make it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't uh, know about yeah. the, the, what is it, the wheel and the suspension? Oh, here we go, every time. <laughs> the um, engine and the clutch. Yeah. Usually we got Brian and Anth here, but um, they, had a, they had a big wedding last night, so... Joe and I gave them the day off, right, Joe? You can imagine the shenanigans those two were up to at a wedding together. Oh, jeez. Like, I, I can't even imagine what that was like. This might have been, like, is this their first wedding in ages together? Yeah, it's been a while. You know, if I'm a parent, if I'm, like, going to that wedding, like, <laughs> let's say I'm a parent and I'm bringing my daughter. Uh-oh. I would like they don't understand they need to hide their daughters from Brian if he's around <laughs> just Brian yeah uh, yeah I'm only including <laughs> Brian I don't think that's that bad oh man oh, good, I don't good know story. it's 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 a tough one especially since you know cooped up you know like they're just waiting to break loose it's true so and you know how wet you know how weddings get that's another thing, right? Well, especially an Italian <laughs> wedding. Exactly. Oh my gosh, <laughs> crazy! Yeah, we talked about last week. Ants, ants moving to Florida. It was supposed to be today as we're recording Sunday, but it's happening tomorrow actually. But so actually, now I'm thinking about it. Ants probably going to be listening to this on the first part of his <laughs> long ass drive. So, <laughs> oh man. He's so, Joe, be... is there anything we want to tell him on his way to Florida? I would, but I think I'm going to jinx it. So, I'm not going to say a word about it because <laughs> we're in a battle. I wanted to say something, but I'm going to hold off. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll just say safe travels, Anth. Love you, yes. bud. I know you listen. Love to you, buddy. Way. We're proud of you. And uh, grow it. Grow it, baby. Grow it. Yeah. By grow it, you're talking about the Fancy Hockey Bros internationally. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> as well as the family business. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Plumbing, any plumbing needs, you guys let us know if you're in yeah. Florida. Or if you're Toronto. in Florida and that in the Jupiter area, I believe. Yeah. Ring them up. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, a little free ads there. We, should, char- we should we should charge the com- we should charge the company. 
Put a chat. Uh, put a put a receipt out. Put the receipts out there. Yeah. Uh, okay, Joe. Let's get into some hockey stuff here. We'll uh, we'll start the way we always do. Fantasy players of the night. We'll get into a little bit of a. It'll be a little bit of a mailbag episode. We have a few questions that we'll we'll get to. Everyone's kind of gearing up for the playoffs here, the fantasy playoffs. Unless you're in a points yeah, so league, like, which is just so anticlimactic. No, it's just like you kind of already know what's going on. If you're getting yeah. ready for the playoffs, like half the league cares, half the league doesn't. Yeah, every people have checked out. They just start their lineups and then they forget about it for the week, and then don't worry about injuries and don't worry about everything else. That kind of affects the whole league. Uh, it is. It is what it is. <laughs> Well, at least playoffs, you don't have to worry about that. Because if you are made the playoffs and you're not caring about your lineups, then there's bigger issues here. No, yeah, that's for sure. It's the ones that don't. Mm-hmm. But, man, I'm I'm going to oh. pump my own tires oh, here. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Well, we're we go, in guys. leagues together. And can, hold on. For, you, for those watching on YouTube, I don't know if, if the head is, you know, outdoing the box. You know, I don't know if he's going to fit in there. By the end of this uh, statement or this. Uh, it's just too easy, Joe. Too yeah. easy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so. And yeah, you're going to win another weekly prize, aren't you? Yeah. What is that, three in a row? Jeez. Three in a row. I'm going to go home with a cool, once the season's over, six hunch. I can't remember. I don't Not know. bad. Six hunch, eh? And then with more than the playoffs, I could win. Six hundred, really? Yeah. For anyone, for anyone listening, our, yeah, our league, we have it set up. We have a hundred dollar buy in, eighteen guys, and um, we do week twenty five dollar weekly prizes. So we have randomized what category wins you twenty five dollars. So if, if you're eight between all eighteen teams, if you lead the league in goals that week, you get twenty five bucks, and so on and so forth. Assists, save percentage, hits, whatever it is that week. It's interesting when it gets down to like the um, like the offensive categories are one thing, but it's interesting when it gets down to the goaltending categories because it's like, yeah. do I bench goalies <laughs> exactly. to win the weekly prize? Then it's so true. Because like, it, am I playing the longer game here? I yeah. more, or am I just going to keep my save percentage at nine sixty seven? Like win? I ran into that a couple weeks ago, where I needed, I think, because like, I needed points because I'm in the divisional race, and so I was like, okay, hey, I'm starting my goalie, but I could have just held them out on that weekend, and and I could have won that weekly prize. But I was like, yeah. no, I need the longer game. I need the points. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, fantasy players of the night. Let's do it. Let's it up, Raquel. Rust in the circle and fuck for Raquel. Couldn't finish. Over his third point. Let's hang maneuvers. Rust Malkin. Drive. He scores! Dino Beast Mode! Patrick Evgeny Malkin! Starting the week off, last Sunday we had Evgeny Malkin. He had three goals and one assist in an 11 2 win over the Red Wings. Malkin is on a heater right now, 11 points in his last seven games. He now has 17 goals, 18 assists for 35 points in 33 games this season. Malkin will be 36 when the season starts next year. UFA at the end of the season. He'll probably be a Penguin next year, but despite his age, I still have faith that he'll be at least a point-per-game guy. I don't know. You know? I don't know if he's going to be a Penguin. It, it's... Why not? Like, they're still a really good team. I don't know. I can't see them just, like, what are they going to do with Malkin? I mean, sorry, Malkin's a UFA. You can't he, let him go for nothing. He can just walk. And I have 
<clears throat> the strangest right, feeling. Like, I, I call it a, I don't know. I just have a strange feeling that he's going to join the Russian contingent in Washington. Oh, my gosh. I, I, I have, I don't know why. I, I just, he, that'll just leave him open for, like, Pittsburgh fans to just hate on him going to a rival that's the thing you're you're, you're throwing everything away like, i just your I, whole career in pittsburgh I at just least for the know. short term i mean eventually people will get over it yeah but i like oh, i don't know i just have a weird feeling about that's the like his scenario or his situation is going to be interesting for me in the off season where he goes if he goes anywhere yeah yeah well i'll tell you what no matter what happens, and if he goes to a team, if he does get out of Pittsburgh and he goes to like a Washington, there's going to be so much hype around him. And I promise you oh, this, yeah. I will not buy into it. He's still injury prone. I'm not touching this guy. I got to say, though, he's been great for me. I got him in both pools that I'm in, and he's been great for me. Well, when he plays, he's great. I have well, no doubt he- about that. Technically, he's he hasn't missed any games since he came back from his surgery. Because he already missed his time this exactly. year. He's a UFA. He's and a UFA. he's been great. So if you can get him in the back half of the season when he's kind of already missed some games, he's great. <laughs> <laughs> the problem is most of the time he misses two weeks here, three weeks here. He's, he's he doesn't here. miss it all at once. This yeah. year, different this year story, worked out. baby. Yeah. Four thirty remaining here in the second period. Carolina had a 2-0 lead after one. Now we're going to add to it. It's going to be the slot. They do. They score! Natchez with an absolute laser. His second of the game, and it's 5-1. Oh, Carolina. Marty Natchez from the beautiful city of Nove Mesto Namorave. How nice is that? <laughs> what? <laughs> I was looking at his bio. He's from Nove Mesto Namorave well, in the Czech Republic. That's, if that's, that's not a beautiful city, I don't know what is. Do you I mean, know where that is? Beautiful. Do you know where that is? The Czech Republic. No, I know, but where in the Czech? No. No. Or isn't it che- Chechia now? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. Why? Like, what's going on? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But, uh, I mean, it sounds like a nice place to live. But yeah, Natchez had two goals and an assist and a 6-1 win over the Caps on Monday. After having 41 points in 53 games last season, I think we were all expecting a little bit more out of Natchez this year. I think it's been a little 30, bit of a disappointment. Yeah, he has year. just 35 points in 65 games. So definitely a bit of a disappointment. But 23 years old, this is the kind of guy that could pop off next year Anytime, and you'll yeah, get exactly. at a bargain in pools. So don't forget about Natchez. I yeah, I'm not giving like 23 years old, you know. No, and it's also like draft position, like where you could get him could be a steal, and it's not like you're missing out on someone else. Like you know what I mean? Like exactly. it's, like you're gonna draft him late in pools, and it's like it's a crapshoot at that point. So why not take a chance on a 23 year old that plays on a great team that Absolutely. could go off at any point? Because mm-hmm. last year, last season, he looked like he was ready to take that next step. And it was a little bit of regression this year. But he can go off at any point. Yeah. Circle that name for your pools next year. Forward in the corner. Bennett throws a big hit. And Sam Bennett after the puck. Great effort. He's dumped. Play continues. 
steal by Lomberg. In front for Bennett, over to Huberdeau, backhander, score! Huberdeau's got two tonight, and the Panthers reclaim the lead with a beauty. Jonathan Huberdeau. Hubie-dooby-doo. <laughs> two goals and an assist and a win over the Habs on Tuesday. As of this recording, he has an incredible 23 goals and 73 assists in 68 games this season. He sits third in the point race behind McDavid and Dreisaitl. Yeah, not much to say here. He's elite, elite. We've been pumping his tires all season long. I got to trade him next year. You know what, Joe? <laughs> if I'm you, and normally we probably do this because when we have to trade our right keepers, off the bat, yeah. I, I think the best thing to do is right off the bat. Yeah. yeah. I, I am. It's just I wonder if anyone like I wonder how other people view him as going forward. Like if it's oh, just think, like I think it's it's value is amazing right okay. now. And like, can you see Huberto having a better season next year than he's having now? Like that's how I always come back to that. Like I'm I'm a, I'm always thinking with with when I have an elite player that has just an unreal year, I'm like, is it gonna get better? And I. You know, except if you're McDavid or even maybe Dreisaitl. Like the top guys, yeah. But like a guy that just came, not came out of nowhere because he's had good years, but this is by far his best year. Yeah. And I don't doubt that he'll he'll be unbelievable next year too. Like it's Huberto, right? Still good age. Like I'm, I still think he's going to be one of the top players in the league. I just don't know if he's going to hit. Well, he's on pace for what? 120 well, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So uh, The only thing like... The only thing I, I'm going to say on that is, like, Florida's not really changing their team next year. No. They're almost bringing back the same team. And depending on if they bring Giroux back, because it seems like Giroux wants to be in Florida. Right? There's rumors that Giroux in Ottawa. Yeah, be... going back near near home. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't about know about that. that. But even if they don't have Giroux, it's not like they were... No. Worst. Not yeah. We'll, yeah. we'll get into them a little later in the show with their offensive outburst on Saturday. Uh, yeah. but it's just like that team's not going to change that much. So maybe he could like he could probably replicate that season as long as the team stays intact. Yeah, but yeah, either way, if I'm you, I'm, I'm probably getting rid of him in the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. just because his value is just sky high. Hopefully, I can make up for my shitty ass trade two years ago. Which one was that, Joe? Tell the world. No, 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 no. Let's not let's not tell the world. <laughs> the world already knows. Was this about the Aho one? That was Aho and Crosby for for Quinn Hughes and Nick Schmaltz. Ugh. Oh, uh, Joe. Okay, I, I was trying to like Crosby was getting older. I didn't know what his value was when I had to trade him in a couple of years. I'm like, okay, let me get a young stud defenseman and then get someone else that I can help with me. But you know, like Aho was in there too, and I was just like, I was more focused on Aho for Hughes and then giving up something with Sid and thing, but and Schmaltz. But yeah, it was it was um, wasn't a little. It wasn't a little bit of something that I was giving up. Yeah, a bit of a. It's okay. I made up for it for one of the trades this year with my uh, Markstrom deal. Yes, you that, did. I, I, I swindled one of our buddies' uh, scrubs. He actually texted me a couple of weeks ago. He's like, I should have just hold it on, held on to Markstrom after one of his yeah. shutouts. He's like, I should have well, held on to him, kept him, and let him. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's get on. Let's get right into that because he is on our list. And Sergei Bobrovsky, just call him a brick wall, gets the shutout. And a beauty with 30. 
is his third of the season. And the Panthers win it. Four to nothing. Updated right now. Tampa's not- Sergey Bobrovsky. He had a 37 save shutout and a 4 0 win over the Blackhawks on Thursday. He was on the other end of Joe's Markstrom deal. Well, that wasn't even it. It was like it was it was Bobrovsky and Duclair for Markstrom and a second round pick. Yeah, y- so, you won. <laughs> so I, I kind of made up for the other trade that way, but not in the keeper sense, but it, it, it ended up working out. It's going to help me win this year for sure because Markstrom's been a beast. Bobrovsky's been a beast too, though. Like, don't get me wrong. It's just I, I find with like he'll have the his numbers are a little obviously worse than than Markstrom. Yeah. When it comes to that, because yeah. of the different team, the styles, and that sort of thing. But Bobrovsky's had a resurgent year, basically. It's just it's going to be interesting how they deal with this goaltending situation going forward. Well, he so it'll be interesting. So like on the whole, Bob. Yeah, Bob's had a great season. 33-6-3 and three record, a 255 GAA, a 916 save percentage. But lately, over his last 17 starts, he's had a sub-900 save percentage in more than half of them. And it's, it's funny how we don't hear any of Florida's goaltending issues or defensive struggles, but other offensive teams and other goaltending issues, it's like front and center. Well, that that's well. First of all, we're in the market of Toronto, <laughs> so it's very different. And also, there's you can have have a little more faith in Florida's situation than what Toronto's got going on right I now. I'm just saying, like well, the narratives. Helped, would well, how be many like flying out Florida? There. Florida outscores all of their goaltending issues, so nobody exactly. has to talk about it. Yeah, but when the Leafs do that, they're like, or when other teams do that. I'm not just saying the Leafs. More actually, specifically the Leafs. When the Leafs do that in this market, the the narrative is, oh, that won't work in the playoffs. You can't outscore your goaltending or defensive issues. That's not going to work. But you see Florida doing it. You see other teams doing it. Nothing. How this great is they why, are. What like, a juggernaut they are. They came back from down 6-1, 6-2, and they came back and won it in overtime. That's amazing. I don't know. It's a little... That's why, like, sneak peek, I'm, I, I don't think... I don't think Florida's getting out of the first round, man. They ha- they haven't proved anything. Like like no, they they haven't proved anything. And the only team in the East that has done anything that to prove themselves is obviously Tampa, Boston, Boston. But even then, their goaltending has really not proved anything when it comes. No, to No, in that yeah, I agree, but. You can never count out and you a can team never, led by Bergeron. Yeah, like that that team. And then also, um, I'm going blank on another. Oh, and Pittsburgh. You and can Pittsburgh. kind of, you can kind and of. Washington. Yeah, and but Washington, yeah, yeah. Washington, I think, is on the bottom of that list when it comes to teams. Yeah, I in, think in the uh, East. of all of the East matchups that look like we're gonna get, I think Carol, like Carolina, Washington, will probably be the most um, favorite. Like lobster, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. And even Carolina, like I know, like they're. I mean, if it's Carolina, Washington, sorry, because we can get Florida, Washington. Yeah, but even if it's Carolina, then, it's a toss-up, right? Florida, Washington. Yeah, but even even like the Carolina angle, like you have Freddie there. Like we all know, we're in this market. Like playoff we just Freddy. mentioned, playoff Freddie is. I know it's a little different because of the team he's on now, but you have playoff Freddie to worry about. So. And how yeah. how interesting or how cool? I don't think we're gonna see it because I don't know if they'll drop to that wild card spot. 
still a possibility, but how cool would it be to see a, Leaf, a Toronto Carolina first round matchup, Freddie against his former team? It'll be awesome. <laughs> the Leafs might actually have to use David Ayers if if Campbell gets hurt. <laughs> <laughs> oh uh, man. Okay, but circling back to Bob. Yeah, here, we got a little bit sidetracked. We went I'll, off. We yeah, went off I the was, ramp I, there. <laughs> we, Spencer Knight is getting. He's getting more and more starts. Like he's getting a lot more play recently, especially when Bob falters a little bit. Like you're gonna have a situation in the playoffs. Like let's say Florida, Florida loses game one, they'll probably go back to Bob in game two. But if they lose again, like then you're then it's gonna be a a, a shit show yeah, but, who to play. And yeah, stuff. I see this shit all the time in the playoffs. You having two capable goalies is the worst thing. Okay, but if you're in that scenario. Like realistically, if you if you lose the first two games, you're gonna have to go to Knight and hope he backstops you to four to five wins in the playoff against a whoever team they play. That's uh, tough. They might though. I don't know. And I don't know if I just, like I, I just find maybe not so much Bob's play is giving Knight more starts. I think it's just more of where they are positioning wise. Like they're not they like that they can use them more and give Bob a few extra nights off. Yeah, I don't know if it's directly related to his play, but it's just maybe saving him some time for and effort and for the playoffs. Yeah, I should circle back and say it's, it's, having two capable goalies obviously isn't the worst thing. I'm just saying you open yourself to so much scrutiny with the decisions you make. Yes. Like the magnitude yeah. is just crazy. Yeah. Of these decisions. So uh, that's what I mean by like it's the worst thing. Two years ago, Logan Thompson was playing in the ECHL. Tonight, he's got his first shutout in the National Hockey League. 23 saves in a 3 nothing win over Seattle. Keeping going here. Another goalie, Logan Thompson. He had his first shutout of his career uh, against Seattle on Wednesday. 22 save performance. The undrafted 25-year-old goalie now holds a 7-4 and record with a 255 GAA and 921 save percentage. He's won his last three starts in a row, with, but with Leonard coming back, it'll be his net moving forward as long as he could stay healthy. If Leonard comes back. Well, he's been backing up. He's been backing up. You're I mean, right. I mean, if he's Vegas healthy to back game, up, why not healthy to start? Well, because uh, Thompson had a shutout. First game, he backed up. And then they're like, hey, let's give him another start after the shutout. And he allowed one. So does he play, t- he, does he play on Sunday night? Who plays That's Sunday? Thing. So we're recording. They play tonight. Maybe, maybe they roll with them until they lose. Maybe, but I mean, at, at, <laughs> at this point, I think they're gonna go. Like Leonard's their guy. Because my only thing is maybe Leonard's okay to back up, but he's not okay to play, and they rather have him back up than their fourth goaltender because Brossois is out. Yeah. Like, if Thompson falters, at least he's healthy enough, I guess, to play, but not, like, he's not 100%. He's at, like, whatever, 70. And let's say he's a better 70 than his, their fourth goalie at 100. Yeah. Right? But I, but I think where the value comes in, Thompson is showing some potential. So, Brossois has a backup $2.3 million. Vegas is strapped. I think Brossois is gone, and I think Thompson for eight sixty seven or whatever he's making becomes Vegas's backup next year. Yeah, right? like, I, mean, I, can I mean, I should look that. this up, but is Brossois signed for next season? Yeah, yeah, one more year. One more year? At 2.3 so. or something. And they so just that. extended Thompson. Like, Thompson's like four years at like 860 or 870. 
Yeah, they're looking probably to deal him or even possibly, I don't know if a buyout is a good scenario for that because they're not really saving much because I'm pretty sure the buyout would be like two-thirds of his deal anyway, so don't know if it would make sense. Yeah, so I can see Thompson being the backup. Steps around Hamlet. Hamlet took the puck away. Now Kachuk reaching for it. Sider for Ernie to Bertuzzi. Center there pass you go. picked off by Joseph for the hat trick. Scores! There you go. Uh, Mr. Matthew Joseph. His first career hat trick, and he had an assist and a 5-2 win over the Red Wings on Friday. Because of the four-point game, he now has five points in five games with his new team. Uh, over those five games, he's a plus three, 13 hits, 11 shots. So he's actually had some value for somebody who's 1% owned in Yahoo Leagues. Um, 25 years old. He produced in junior, produced in the AHL. I'm not saying he's like going to be an NHL producer, a point per game or anything like that. But I do think that he could elevate himself to a guy that's like worth streaming like this year, next favorable schedule. Maybe he gets into the top six. See, that's where it differs. That's where it differs from fantasy in real life. Like, can you imagine Joseph from going from Tampa to Ottawa? Like what he, when that trade came down, he's like, really? I know. I'm going from there to there. But in fantasy, it's like, opportunity. He becomes someone of an interesting piece that you could possibly stream, like you just said, Mm -hmm. because he has the opportunity in Ottawa to maybe go in a different role that he can show his offensive production a a little bit more than he could in Tampa because he was like in the bottom six. Yeah, absolutely. It works like a... It's like any job, right? You, you got to sometimes move around to get to get more money, right? Get more opportunity. Yeah. more. Well, that's the thing, though. Opportunity. Do you go somewhere for more opportunity but for the same or less money, but there's more opportunity to get more money? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, 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 it's a job. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't and know. Most of, the time, but, most of the time, that that's what happens, right? These exactly. bottom sixers, they're not getting their opportunity on these good teams, and then they move around, and all kinds of players follow that kind of career path. Beasy immediately to the bench as this is dumped away. Let's watch Sharon Govich. He'll get on the loose puck. Sharon Govich scores! It's a hat-trick! First hat-trick of his National Hockey League career. And finally, Saturday night, Igor Sharangovich, or as Brian likes to say, Igor Sharangovich. He stung Brian yesterday, baby. <laughs> Actually, maybe, maybe stung Ant a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's hat trick and a 7 6 loss against the Panthers. This is the game we referenced. The Panthers were losing 6 <laughs> 2 and they came back. I cannot believe they came back. I know. 19 goals and 20 assists for 39 points in 62 games. Sharon Govich really turned his season around from earlier in the year. Uh, a lot of people probably drafted him thinking, oh, rookie year was great. Let's let's see what he can do. And through October to January, he had 16 points in 38 games, which was awful. A lot of people probably got rid of him. But since then... Since the turn of January to February, he has 23 points in 24 games. So he has been great. Based on the whole workload, I think going into next year, people might avoid him because, you know, on the season 30, what did I say, 
39 points in 62 games doesn't look great. But but, um, it's been great lately. Young player, again, opportunity on Jersey. And that's the thing. Like, if you're listening to us, right, you, you kind of, you're probably one of the most experienced, one of the more experienced fantasy players when it comes to that. And, like, my biggest pet peeve is also, like, even when you deal with trades and that sort of thing, like, this is more for pickups on the waiver wire and free agents, but you have to, like, I don't know if you have to look at the overall package, like a season total. You kind of, like, I when I do it, I kind of look at more so last month. Who's on the stretch? Who's who's on a streak that I can catch while he's still going? And Sharon Govich is a perfect example. Where what would you say, Mike? I think twenty three and twenty one in his last twenty one. Three in his last twenty four, but yeah, twenty four. Yeah, yeah, right so like he's right there. Like he's averaging a point a game, and like twenty four games. That's that's like what a month and a half, two months almost. Yeah. Yeah. So like, yeah, overall his numbers don't look great season wise. But if you look at him in a microscope of what he's doing recently and he's on that top line with Hughes, like it's just, you know what I mean? That's the way you got to kind of look at what you got to do, especially for streamers. I know in trades, it's a little bit different, but Mm -hmm. you, you definitely have to look at when you do your pickups that way more so than the overall package. Couldn't agree with you more, Joe with trades. You look at career, you have to to do done because yes, but um, with streamers, you hit that little button last 14 days. Last 14, last 30, last just to kind of yeah. gauge. Yeah, that's that's the way you got to use your streamers. If you look at the season as a whole, you can have somebody. Like, um, I was I dealt with that exact thing. So, like, Tyler Myers, for example. Earlier on in the year, he was getting a lot of shots, a lot of hits, a lot of blocks. But recently, you know, maybe he's now on the second power penalty kill unit, He's getting a lot less of that. So on the season, it looks like a great value add. But like lately, not not that same amount of value. So yeah, definitely look at the recent, recent games for streamers. Okay, the fantasy players of the night this week were brought to you by Mads Realty Group. The Mads Realty Group team services Hamilton, Ontario, and all surrounding areas. Their focus is to simplify the buying and selling process in real estate Assuring all their clients are met with the highest level of customer service and satisfaction as a true one-stop shop in the industry. With a keen focus on real estate investing, whether it's buying, selling, or leasing land development, their core focus is always client first. As is ours, Joe. That's why we're going to get right into the questions this week. Ooh, baby. Start off with a a little... uh, one of our followers named uh, GI underscore Joe 16 on Instagram. <laughs> what, what, is, what, was the, what was the question? Uh, Joe asks, are Ed and Bry still a part of the show? <laughs> uh, uh, this is not me, Joe, asking the question. Yeah, by the way. yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. <laughs> uh, the answer is yes, if anyone's wondering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Course, they are still a part of the show. Uh, just little, some some little fun and games going on here. Yeah. Okay, let's get to some real ones first. At hauling the mail twenty nine, is Olafson worth a look in deeper leagues? He has five points in his last three games. So, yeah, I've been keeping an eye on Olafson myself too because um, Buffalo does play a lot over the next couple weeks. 
And uh, it seems like he's finally gotten back up to speed um, from his injury. It's encouraging, especially after he did what he did in his rookie season. But at this point, I'm going to say hold off on Olsen. We'll get into the week ahead in a, in a second here, but Buffalo has a very tough schedule until like the weekend of April 16th and 17th when they have a back-to-back against Philly. Speaking of the schedule, sorry, this might this might yeah. be sidetracking a little bit, but there's four weeks left in the regular season. Yeah. Is the final for most Yahoo pools two weeks? Or do they not include the final week of the regular season? Uh it, it you could that's something you can adjust when you do the pools. Okay. So yeah, so it all depends say, on I, the setup. I did the calculations, I was like, are we gonna miss the final week? Or is it a two weeker? But yeah, no, 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 no. It's either a two-weeker or because sometimes that final week can get tricky with people sitting and stuff. Sucks. Yeah, but then you lose some man games, this and that, that you think that you're going to get. Yeah, that's why it's dicey. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, on Olufsen hauling the mail, um, I I would say to wait. I would say don't pick him up quite yet. Next question. At Tanner Bowers 87 will... Raquel continue his production short answer I think yes yeah I I, I don't know about you Joe but I I think Raquel like I like Raquel and and that's because he skates next to Malkin five on five that's what I was gonna say he's in the top six I I think on that Pittsburgh team anyone in the top six is worth owning and we saw it earlier in the year to a lesser extent with um, Rodriguez right when he was skating in that top six it wasn't necessarily with Malkin but we saw him flourish, right? So it just depends on on who the player is. Obviously, I trust Ra- uh, Raquel more than I do Rodriguez. Well, but fall from the, grace, Rodriguez. I know my exactly. Gosh, I know, and I don't think that had anything to do with where he was playing. I think he would have struggled or fell from grace, uh, fall from fell from the grace he was at, hmm. regardless if he was still in the top six or not. I think just he's not. Not as that good as he was Raquel doing. has more skill. You you could trust Raquel more yeah. to still continue what he's doing. Yeah, and um, yeah, he Raquel's got pedigree. He's got five points in six games with the Pens that all have come in the last three games. I think the first or even maybe even the second game he wasn't even with Malkin, so that kind of lines up that he uh, he's get feeding off of Malkin, which is good. He he's hitting a bunch, blocking, shooting the puck, so he's got value. The Pens play four times this week, so he's a good pickup in that sense that he's going to get in your lineup, hopefully. So, yeah, uh, short answer is yes, he'll continue his production. The thing is, too, it's like you're not asking for much. What are the Pens play 11, 12 games left? Like, he only needs to be really good for a short period of time. Yeah, exactly. It's not like you're, yeah. Yeah. Next, at Alec McBeath, I have Dubois, Wheeler, Ehlers in a points league. How do you feel about stacks? We've uh, we've established this in the past. I don't mind it to a certain extent. I know you're not the biggest fan of it. I don't mind it to a certain extent. Yeah. I think three is a little bit overboard on that. I think I think two is not bad. And if I'm not mistaken, like they don't necessarily all play together either. Yeah, no. Like, like th- I can understand stacking maybe two guys on the same line because when one guy gets it, he'll probably get a point. But like. You're also running the risk of if Winnipeg gets shut out, you're screwed from three spots, not getting anything. Exactly. So, like, so. I think I've, I've mentioned this in the past. Like, I don't hate it. Like, I'm not, I wouldn't say like I'm against it. 
what I am against is targeting a stack. I think that's unnecessary. If it just happens to fall into your place that he's your best option or what, but like I wouldn't go out of my way and say like, oh, I need this and that. Like for example, I'll give you a perfect example. Like I was deal, I was, I in one of my other pools, I had Deal Marner this year, yeah, because his contract was up, and I was getting offers obviously, and I was weighing all my options out, and one of the offers were for Aho, Aho straight up for Marner, which would have been a real good trade. Like I like Aho as a player, I. I would have probably went for that one, but not only that, like the guy who's making that trade offer had Matthews. So we would have Matthews and Marner on the same team. <laughs> that's a good stack. <laughs> well, yeah, that's freaking awesome. So, but that's you know also two like, elite players. Like, exactly. Like, right? but that's to that point where I'm going is like, there's certain stacks where I'm okay with, and it's only two, pl- two players. It's not like he's going out and getting bunting and getting all three of them. Yeah. Right. But like, there's certain difference like these three guys don't play on the same line and i think three and winnipeg's not the greatest and wheeler's on the tail end like you know what i mean like it's dubois hasn't been well recently because i got him in one of my other pools recently he's not been doing well uh he's had a, he's had a great season overall but yeah. like i said going back to our conversation about the streamers and pickups and the last 14 last 30 days it's it's a tough one. I, I would stay away from it with because then you got you run the risk of if they get shut out or have a bad week, it really affects you because that's that, three spots. That's why I think it's it's actually worse. So in Alex' case, he's in a points league, right? I think it's actually yes. worse in a head to head because yes. you're more reliant on them. Like in in a points league, if if in a points you take the whole root, season yeah. in, in a pot, like they're all gonna get their points, right? They're all gonna get it. Yeah, that's true too. So. So I think in this case, Alex, to answer your question directly, I think it's fine. I, I wouldn't try to like get rid of one. I mean, the trade deadline's going no, past. Exactly. So yeah, and just you're not dropping it. one of those guys. Also, yeah, and Winnipeg is absolutely desperate to win games. So so those guys are going to play. They're going to play, and they're well. going to get points, and they're going to bust their ass. So I'm fine with it. And we're going to do rapid fire with some of the some of the some of the weak stories going on. Yeah, so, over the NHL. Um, Austin Matthews and the the Matthews dry saddle race is freaking awesome. It's gonna come down to the wire, and I love it. <laughs> so he's on pace for sixty two. Maddie, Maddie is yeah, yeah. Tone, as they call, as the boys call him in the room. Tone, tone. They call him Tone. Yeah, Tone Poppy. Tony well, Poppy. Names this guy have? <laughs> um, I just. I, I don't like that's going to be the so the the last fourteen games for Matthews is going to be interesting because he has two milestones to hit. He has the all time Leaf record at fifty five once he hits that, and then he has sixty if he can get there. So he's on pace for sixty two. Yeah. The last person now to hit sixty was Ovi, and he did it with sixty right on. Or no, sorry, Stamkos. Stamkos, yeah, eleven twelve. He hit sixty right on. The last person to score more than sixty two, which he's on pace for was Ovi in 07-08 when he had 65. So his, uh, it just seems like every day he's scoring. In the last 46 games, he has 44 goals. It's Like, it's, it's unbelievable. Like, it's unbelievable. And, it's, and like, he's, he's first by far in that stretch. And that stretch, his last 46 games, it's almost a whole season. It's dating back to November 22nd. It's incredible that you just expect that he had to score every game. 
And that's a it's whole season. a shame. It's a shame that we haven't had 82 games out of this guy. We're not going to get it this year either. Yeah, but he missed, what, five games? Three at the beginning and 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 two with suspension? Other than that, he played, I think. I think but a full 82-game season, like, can we see 70 goals? My My interesting factor is you're seeing a lot of these high-scoring games in the NHL these days. Yeah. Are we going to ever see anyone Sittler. come yes, close? Yes, we are. No, anyone come close to Gretzky's 50 and 39? No. No? 50 goals in 39 games. Like, close. I'm not saying beat it. Like, can we see 50 and 42, 45? Uh, I mean, never say never. Like, that's a goal a game. Let's, let's just over a goal a game. And like fifty and thirty nine is more than just over a goal a game. No, that's why I'm saying fifty and forty five. Like for, fifty and forty five, fifty and forty two. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell you no, but I don't think it's coming in the next handful of years. It's just it's just, like it's mind boggling to see what he's been doing over like since November twenty second. It's, it's like it's insane. Like it's insane. He's second in the league in points too over that stretch. Like it's just like he's like. Points per game, he's first, or tied for first or second. I can't remember. I think Marner just passed him recently in points per game during that stretch. He has the most even strength goals, most even strength points, which we all know in the playoffs. That's huge. Now it's all about him doing it in the playoffs because, oh yeah, you know what I mean. But tell me, tell me this straight up: Matthews or Dreisaitl in fantasy? I think it's got to be Matthews right now in the lead. No, I think it's Matthews. I think he shoots a ton too, if I'm not mistaken. It's, like I think he has a ton of more shots in, in yeah. than dry. Um, and but you can't even use, and that's the thing. You can't even use. Oh, Dry Saddle has McDavid, so he's a little bit more valuable because he plays with McDavid. Matthews is Marner. He doesn't. He doesn't always play with McDavid five on five. Rarely a, this year. Rarely this year. And you have someone in Marner who plays with him every single minute of every single game, almost. Yep. So it's a it's a it's a great debate, and that and like, who's winning we, the rocket? It's Matthews. Yeah. Okay. As we wind down here, like next year drafts, it's going to be McDavid one, and then there's going to be that debate: Drysaitel, Matthews, two, three. Drysaitel, Matthews, McKinnon. Those are going to be the next three that people are going to be debating. About. And then Cooch. I think so. So, be good stuff. Okay, another um, thing that happened this week: absolute horseshit with Philly sitting Yandel to end the 989 game consecutive Ironman streak. So dumb. Like, why? Why don't you just? But your assholes get him to a thousand, and then you could sit his ass. Like, but not only that. Oh, they want to sit him to see some younger guys. How about sit someone else? It's a joke. It's a joke. You have five other defensemen that you could sit. Like, sit Sanheim, sit it's, whoever else. It's actually embarrassing. Like, it's embarrassing. Honestly, that might, like, Yandel might not, you know, maybe he'll get in a couple other games this year or whatever, but is he going to have a job oh, next year? Is he under contract? I, watch. He's going he's, he's gonna to get, he's going to get in the next game. I can, they're going to go right back to him the next game and they're going to make, they're going to. Was it a one year like, deal for Yandel? Yeah, I'm just looking it up now, um, just to see his contract. His game status. is clearly falling off. Like that's all he's had to to, to you know to him was oh, that yeah. streak. Yeah, like that. His game is no long, nowhere near at what it was in Florida, um, and he is not signed. He's a UFA next yeah, year. Yeah, so like, so, is he? 
is he not going to be in the NHL next year? Like, is he have to, is he going to be forced to retire? I don't know. I, I think someone will pick him up. Good. He's like, got well, fantasy's got no value no, whatsoever, no. and I can't see it him making any resurgence. Now it's only a matter of time before Kessel passes him. Well, that's the thing. The the torch, like that's it. Kessel's only now a handful and, of games away. Yeah, but and I don't think he's is he going to pass him this year. I don't think there's enough games. I think he's twenty three behind, and I think there's only yeah, 16, 14, 15 games left. So he'll next do year. it next year. And he's a UFA, so who will he do it with? Probably Arizona. He'll pass it in front of 5,000 fans, and they'll all stand up and cheer for 20 seconds. If they sell out. That, that, that stadium might only have two, 3,000. What a mess. <laughs> um, okay, some key injuries this week. Sticking with Arizona, Clayton Keller. Tough scene. He was stretchered off. He's done for the year. Uh, Sean Monahan also done for the year. Long-term IR. I don't know if it was he done for the playoffs too. You know what? Doesn't even matter. Sean Monahan. He's having hip. He's having hip surgery. Yeah, so he's done. So, yeah. Okay. Peter Mrazek, six weeks, basically done. Pretty much done. Campbell's net in the playoffs. We'll see where that goes. Uh, Jason Zucker, tough season for the poor guy. He's been sitting on my IR for IR for I don't know how long. Also, it was exciting, man. He was coming back to on a line with Malkin and Raquel. Malkin and Raquel. Yeah. So yeah, and he got a point in his game back and then out again. So hopefully it's not too yeah. serious and he comes back sooner rather than later. Yep. Um, then Nazem Kadri. I think he's gone for the regular season too. Yeah. They said miss sometimes, so that means what he's going to get a couple games at the end just to get before the playoffs. Yeah, I'm that's telling cool. you that that's that's a team that's prime for possible an upset in the first round, depending on who they play. Well, they have Landis got. They have Landis God coming off the IR. They have Kadri coming off the IR. Are they just going to catch flight and like, not off the IR, sorry, Kadri coming off from missing his last few games, yeah. last handful of games. Mm-hmm. Are they just going to come off the injured list and just pick it up like no problem? Yeah, they will. McKinnon's been kind of. You got, honestly, McKinnon strikes me as out. a guy that's just like, you know those people that are just like uncomfortably intense and like, Wires he seems crossed? like that guy. Yeah, like me. Like sometimes I'm uncomfortably intense yeah. when we play. Yeah, but I think he's a, like that away from the ice too, man. Oh, yeah, you think? Well, I I think people have come out and, and said like he's like like all business. Like oh yeah, Zadorov. Remember the Zadorov comments? Yeah, what did he? <laughs> Zadorov just... came out in the, with the eating, I think, or something like that. Yeah, I think it was like the the yeah the eating the pregame meals or whatever at the arena. I think he's like. I, I think he's he just doesn't... like absolutely obsessed with winning a cup which i mean isn't a bad thing but like might be it might be it might, it might like, be it, it, you know i like that does affect it It does affect how you do stuff like you want it so badly that you you know you go off you go the other way exactly right, right. you go off the board on the other way because like a lot of these cup runs like you like washington for example like they'll say like we just we're having fun the whole way you know exactly but yeah so with Kadri out, I don't know who's going to get on that top power play. Maybe Dachushkin, Burakovsky, Rantanen, McKinnon, Makar. Actually, Devin Taves was on there. Yeah. Um, so maybe the, the bump is to, is to Taves right now, who's had an unreal year. And then lastly, Troy Terry, after getting the shit beat out of him by Jay Beagle. Beagle. Another coyote. He might miss some time, but how about that Zegras goal? 
Just, How about the Zegers comments after the Beagle stuff? <laughs> he Zegers was not impressed. Is, is, he's he's exactly what this game needs. And absolutely. everyone that com- complains and criticizes him, like he tried to go between the legs and then picks it up and does lacrosse around Milano for the empty net. And like, and then the commentator, I think it was, I don't know if it was Nasher that Tyson Nash that said it or not. Like when Terry was getting beat up, he's like, if you guys if you guys want to skill it up, be prepared to get beat up like give me a break what what is this 1940s hockey or 70s hockey like you have to be worried about getting your ass handed to you give me a break all right let's move along here to the week ahead we have uh, four game weeks from boston buffalo carolina columbus calgary dallas nashville ottawa pittsburgh st louis tampa and the toronto maple leafs 18 teams play three three gamers and then only two game weeks from Chicago and Vegas. So, you know, we should touch on this a bit. Like, you know, your playoffs, playoffs. are coming up. You 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 have to be, especially in redraft leagues, you got to be ruthless, ruthless in a sense. <laughs> yeah, like if you had guys, if you had fringe players that have kind of helped you all, all year long, but they play two games this week. Maybe it's on a Tuesday, Thursday. They might not even get in your lineup. Like, look ahead and cut guys if they're not going to help you. Yeah, don't don't be married to guys because yeah, you want to plan for the semifinals. But guess what? You might not make the semifinals if you keep these guys on your roster. Yeah. You have so, to get through the quarters to get to the semis. Yeah. So, like, do whatever you can, especially if your league does have the amount of move, like the amount of moves to do so. Mm-hmm. Use them, yeah. Use them, and and don't be afraid to get rid of guys that really don't have. Like, looking ahead, I I see Chicago and Vegas. Like in one of my other pools, I have Strom and Dodonov. Guess who I'm dropping? And I got five moves in a week in that pool. Guess yeah. who I'm dropping? Come tomorrow. Both. Both. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Not bad at all. But don't everybody like don't misconstrue like. We got a question. Should I? Somebody asked, should I drop Eichel on this short week? I'm like, no, no, because Eichel could still get you four or five points, and nobody you pick up. It's it's the borderline guys. Like, and I'm and I'm saying from my example, Strom and and Strom and Dodonov, like those guys have been great yeah. recently. Yeah, right. And I'm still gonna drop them. Yeah, as uh, as uh, you should, especially with like Chicago plays on the Thursday. Uh, Vegas plays on the no Vegas is okay on the Wednesday, but yeah, still get your man games. Heavy nights this week, as I alluded to: Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. Sunday's not bad either. About half the league is playing Sunday. Uh, but here's a few situations I like. Starting with the Bruins, four road games this week. Three of them are being are off nights. Columbus Monday, Detroit Tuesday, and then a little bit tougher with Tampa Friday, Washington on Sunday. I like Halla and DeBrusque. Both are in the top six and should be on your radar. Halla has eight or nine points in his last six games. DeBrusque has six points in his last four. So another kind of run for DeBrusque on that top line. So definitely worth looking at there. The Hurricanes, they play Buffalo Tuesday, then home against Buffalo Thursday, Islanders on Friday, Anaheim on Sunday. So a great schedule. I'm looking at Seth Jarvis, the only player in the top six that's available at 9% owned. He's got eight points in his last eight games. Then Pittsburgh, not the best schedule. They only play on one of the off nights, but as we spoke about earlier, Ricard Raquel, 25% owned, playing well next to Malkin. 
Next, the Blues. Great schedule. All home games. Arizona on Monday. Seattle on Wednesday. Minnesota Friday, which would be their toughest one. And then the Islanders on Saturday. There's Barbashev, 33% owned. Saad, 12% owned. Letty, 3% owned, who's on the, the, I guess, 1B power play because they're pretty stacked. Um, And then Robert Thomas, having a great season. 56 points in 58 games. I can't believe I doubted him in he, the in the divisional previews. <laughs> Remember how we had that conversation? Yeah. We were like, when is this guy going to pop off? He's not going to do it. Can we stop saying it? It's still... That, and I said that. And it, It's still amazing that he's only 31% owned. But you know what, man? He doesn't do anything else. But he points, does so nothing else. Like, if you if it's... Like, if you're in a points league, like, where it's, like, just yes. points in that sense, like, absolutely. So yes. much value. But, man, like, he doesn't shoot. Does It's like he does nothing but get some points. I got him in our pool, and it's just so it's frustrating incredible. sometimes. Yeah. Um, so only if he's a points player, I like, I like Thomas. And then Tampa next. Uh, they're the only team this week that plays on all off nights. No back-to-backs. Great schedule. Uh, Anthony Sorelli, 32% owned, and he's playing really well right now. Six points in his last five games. Finally, the Maple Leafs. They also have a four-game week. Tampa, Florida, Dallas, Montreal. Tough games, but there's an opportunity with Kerfoot and Mikheyev playing next to Tavares on the second line. Now, that might change. Uh, Keith been flipping it around between Nylander and whatnot, but either way, Kerfoot and Mikheyev have been playing well. And then I should also mention the Sabres. I mean, we touched on this a little bit earlier with the question about Olofsson, but they have guys like Tuck, Skinner, Thompson, Ocpozo, in addition to Olofsson, that are playing pretty well. Only thing, like I mentioned, that schedule is brutal. So I'd probably stay away from them. But, I mean, if they're going to score goals, it's going to be some of those guys. So options there. Um, that's it for the week ahead. Do you want to do Battle of the Bargains or we'll push it to next week? You can use the t- you can use the time to stop push it to next week. Sorry, leave it to we'll Instagram. Leave it to socials, yeah. Yeah. We'll do that. I'll probably be picking a Bruin. I am first, so Yeah, we'll, I we'll kind see. of was leaning towards a Bruin too, so but I guess we're gonna <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna pick Debrusque. Debrusque's my guy. Okay. Holla's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> we'll get uh, Brian Ant's picks and we'll post them. If if Anth can get it to us, because uh, as we said earlier in the episode, he's the send off, and uh, like you said, we're, the next time we hear him, he'll be in Florida, and uh, you know I, I still can't believe it. We love you, buddy. We wish you nothing but the best, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll speak to you down south. <laughs> yeah, we should have made this pod this episode twenty four hours long too, so you could just cover his whole drive, whole his whole drive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh. yeah. While we're talking about driving, it reminded me I should I wanted to do a little shout out to my buddy Spencer. He said he always listens to us on his soccer games on his way to soccer in the week. So gets him pumped up. Yeah. So good luck in your soccer game, Spenny. Don't get a red card. Don't get a red card. Or don't play like the Italians. Yeah. How about that draw this week? That was kind of exciting. Yeah, it was. And they know they, how to do up, shit, man. They know how to do it. Like, actually, on Overdrive, I mean, I reference the show a lot, but on Overdrive uh, this week, they were talking about how something, how they can, how the NHL com- can implement the draw. <laughs> and they, I'm like, you can't really do it, but. But, but it's just, they got to find ways to make spectacles out of stuff because, yeah. like, 
the viewership is like it's amazing, right? Like, can you imagine the top four teams in the in each conference pick their opponents? Be amazing. Like, oh yeah, like the top four pick. I want this team. I have a better chance against this team. Yeah, you gotta find ways to to do something like that. And they had it a little bit with the All Star Game, like picks. Yeah, then they the lost players. it because then they didn't want like people come on. to get, take pictures of Kessel being the last player picked at an All Star Game. But it was, um, it was, it was, it's going to be, hopefully in November I get a little more into it. I know Canada's in it, obviously, and, and I should be ecstatic and pumped about that, but it still hurts that Italy's not in, obviously. Yeah. Have more of a connection with that team. It's nice to have Canada in there, the U.S. in there, so got some North American teams to cheer And it's not a bad draw for Canada, so we'll see how they they do it. The expectation is Croatia and Belgium will get through in that group. It could have been worse. The draw could have been worse It could have been better. We could have been in that Qatar group. (laughs) That first kickoff kickoff that first game of the World Cup against Qatar. (laughs) The thing is, though, do you really want to play Qatar, the, the, the opening game? Well, Herdman said he didn't. He wanted a Brazil. He wanted a. He wanted one of the top guys. No, because and like, he's gonna get Belgium. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't have wanted to play Qatar that opening game. Give me them the second game or the third game, but opening the World Cup in Qatar, like it's like they're yeah. not getting any calls. No, Anyways. it's gonna be fun though, regardless. And we got a little sidetrack there, but yeah, just, we'll have lots. Of, that's in November. We'll have lots of time. That's to in chat November. About it. We'll chat about that while we chat about the fantasy season. At the That's same right. time, it's it's weird because it's not in July. That's right. It'll be weird. But yeah, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for supporting the show. Big uh, playoff weeks if you're listening, so good luck in that. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Ciao. Or no, not ciao. Fun and us. <laughs>